This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What's the Bible really all about? How do all the different pieces fit together? Looking for an easy resource to answer your questions? Discover the timeless story of the whole Bible for yourself with the 30-minute Bible. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is the Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemini Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 1 Samuel chapter 2 through 1 Samuel chapter 4 verse 11. Chapter 2. Hannah exalts the Lord in prayer. Hannah prayed, My heart has rejoiced in the Lord. My horn has been raised high because of the Lord. I have loudly denounced my enemies. Indeed, I rejoice in your deliverance. No one is holy like the Lord. There is no one other than you. There is no rock like our God. Don't keep speaking so arrogantly. Proud talk should not come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God who knows. He evaluates what people do. The bows of warriors are shattered. But those who stumbled have taken on strength. The well-fed hire themselves out to earn food, but the hungry no longer lack. Even the barren woman has given birth to seven, but the one with many children has declined. The Lord both kills and gives life. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord impoverishes and makes wealthy. He humbles and he exalts. He lifts the weak from the dust. He raises the poor from the ash heap to seat them with princes. He bestows on them an honored position. The foundations of the earth belong to the Lord. He placed the world on them. He watches over his holy ones. But the wicked are made speechless in the darkness. For it is not by one's own strength that one prevails. The Lord shatters his adversaries. He thunders against them from the heavens. The Lord executes judgment to the ends of the earth. He will strengthen his king and exalt the power of his anointed one. Then Elkanah went back home to Ramah. Eli's sons misused their sacred office. The boy Samuel was serving the Lord with the favor of Eli the priest. But the sons of Eli were wicked men. They did not acknowledge the Lord's authority. This was the priest's routine with the people. 
whenever anyone was making a sacrifice, the priest's attendants would come with a three-pronged fork in his hand, just as the meat was boiling. He would jab it in the basin, kettle, cauldron, or pot. Everything that the fork would bring up, the priest would take for himself. This is how they used to treat all the Israelites who came there to Shiloh. Also, before they burned the fat, the priest's attendants would come and say to the person who was making the sacrifice, Give some meat for the priest to roast. He won't accept boiled meat from you, but only raw. If the individual said to him, They should certainly burn the fat away first, then take for yourself whatever you wish, then he would say, No, give it now. If not, I'll take it by force. The sin of these young men was very great in the Lord's sight, for they treated the Lord's offering with contempt. Now Samuel was ministering with the favor of the Lord. The boy was dressed in a linen ephod. His mother used to make him a small robe and bring it to him from time to time when she would go up with her husband to make the annual sacrifice. Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife, saying, May the Lord establish descendants for you from this woman in place of the one that she dedicated to the Lord. Then they would go to their home, and indeed the Lord attended to Hannah. She got pregnant and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. But the boy Samuel grew up before the Lord. Eli was very old, and he would hear about everything that his sons used to do to all the people of Israel, and how they used to go to bed with the women who were stationed at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So he said to them, Why do you do these things, these evil things that I hear about from all the people? No, my sons, for the report that I hear circulating among the Lord's people is not good. If a man sins against a man, one may appeal to God on his behalf. But if a man sins against the Lord, who can intercede for him? But Eli's sons would not listen to their father. Indeed, the Lord had decided to kill them. However, the boy Samuel was growing up and finding favor both with the Lord and with people. The Lord judges the house of Eli. Then a man of God came to Eli and said to him, This is what the Lord has said. I plainly revealed myself to your ancestors' house when they were slaves to the house of Pharaoh in Egypt. I chose your ancestors from all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer sacrifice on my altar, to burn incense and to bear the ephod before me. I gave to your ancestors' house all the fire offerings made by the Israelites. Why are you scorning my sacrifice and my offering that I commanded for my dwelling place? You have honored your sons more than you have me by having made yourselves fat from the best parts of all the offerings of my people Israel. Therefore the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I really did say that your house and your ancestors' house would serve me forever. But now the Lord says, May it never be, for I will honor those who honor me, but those who despise me will be cursed. In fact, days are coming when I will remove your strength and the strength of your father's house. There will not be an old man in your house. You will see trouble in my dwelling place. Israel will experience blessings, but there will not be an old man in your house for all time. Any man of yours that I do not cut off from my altar, I will cause his eyes to fail and cause him grief. All those born to your family will die by the sword of man. This will be a confirming sign for you that will be fulfilled through your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. In a single day, they both will die. 
Then I will raise up for myself a faithful priest. He will do what is in my heart and soul. I will build for him a lasting dynasty, and he will serve my chosen one for all time. Everyone who remains in your house will come to bow before him for a little money and for a scrap of bread. Each will say, assign me to a priestly task so I can eat a scrap of bread. Chapter 3 The Call of Samuel Now the boy Samuel continued serving the Lord under Eli's supervision. Receiving a message from the Lord was rare in those days. Revelatory visions were infrequent. Eli's eyes had begun to fail so that he was unable to see well. At that time, he was lying down in his place and the lamp of God had not yet been extinguished. Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord as well. The ark of God was also there. The Lord called to Samuel and he replied, here I am. Then he ran to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back and lie down. So he went back and lay down. The Lord again called Samuel. So Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call you, my son. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The Lord's messages had not yet been revealed to him. Then the Lord called Samuel a third time. So he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Eli then realized that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So Eli said to Samuel, go back and lie down. When he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went back and lay down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood nearby, calling as he had previously done, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel replied, speak, for your servant is listening. The Lord said to Samuel, look, I am about to do something in Israel. When anyone hears about it, both of his ears will tingle. On that day, I will carry out against Eli everything that I spoke about his house from start to finish. You should tell him that I am about to judge his house forever because of the sin that he knew about. For his sons were cursing God and he did not rebuke them. Therefore, I swore an oath to the house of Eli. The sin of the house of Eli can never be forgiven by sacrifice or by grain offering. So Samuel lay down until morning. Then he opened the doors of the Lord's house, but Samuel was afraid to tell Eli about the vision. However, Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, he replied, here I am. Eli said, what message did he speak to you? Don't conceal it from me. God will judge you severely if you conceal from me anything he said to you. So Samuel told him everything. He did not hold back anything from him. Eli said, the Lord will do what he pleases. Samuel continued to grow, and the Lord was with him. None of his prophecies fell to the ground unfulfilled. All Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, realized that Samuel was confirmed as a prophet of the Lord. Then the Lord again appeared in Shiloh, for it was in Shiloh that the Lord had revealed himself to Samuel through a message from the Lord. Samuel revealed the word of the Lord to all Israel. Chapter 4 The Ark of the Covenant is Lost to the Philistines Then the Israelites went out to fight the Philistines. They camped at Ebenezer, and the Philistines camped at Aphek. The Philistines arranged their forces to fight Israel. As the battle spread out, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men in the battle line in the field. When the army came back to the camp, the elders of Israel said, 
Why did the Lord let us be defeated today by the Philistines? Let's take with us the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord from Shiloh. When it is with us, it will save us from the hand of our enemies. So the army was sent to Shiloh, and they took from there the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of Heaven's armies, who sits between the cherubim. Now the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. When the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord arrived at the camp, all Israel shouted so loudly that the ground shook. When the Philistines heard the sound of the shout, they said, What is this loud shout in the camp of the Hebrews? Then they realized the Ark of the Lord had arrived at the camp. The Philistines were scared because they thought the gods had come to the camp. They said, Woe to us! We've never seen anything like this. Woe to us! Who can deliver us from the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods who struck the Egyptians with all sorts of plagues in the desert. Be strong and act like men, you Philistines, or else you will wind up serving the Hebrews the way they have served you. Act like men and fight. So the Philistines fought. Israel was defeated. They all ran home. The slaughter was very great. 30,000 foot soldiers from Israel fell in battle. The ark of God was taken, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were killed. New Testament reading, Luke chapter 12, verse 13 through 59, the parable of the rich landowner. Then someone from the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbiter between you two? Then he said to them, Watch out and guard yourself from all types of greed, because one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. He then told them a parable. The land of a certain rich man produced an abundant crop. So he thought to himself, What should I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. Then he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. I will say to myself, you have plenty of goods stored up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, celebrate. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your life will be demanded back from you. But who will get what you have prepared for yourself? So it is with the one who stores up riches for himself, but is not rich toward God. Exhortation not to worry. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. For there is more to life than food, and more to the body than clothing. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. How much more valuable are you than the birds? And which of you, by worrying, can add an hour to his life? So if you cannot do such a very little thing as this, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the flowers grow. They do not work or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his glory was clothed like one of these. And if this is how God clothes the wild grass, which is here today and tomorrow is tossed into the fire to heat the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you people of little faith? So do not be overly concerned about what you will eat and what you will drink, and do not worry about such things. 
For all the nations of the world pursue these things, and your father knows that you need them. Instead, pursue his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father is well pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide yourself purses that do not wear out, a treasure in heaven that never decreases, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Call to faithful stewardship. Get dressed for service and keep your lamps burning. Be like people waiting for their master to come back from the wedding celebration, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. Blessed are those slaves whom their master finds alert when he returns. I tell you the truth. He will dress himself to serve, have them take their place at the table, and will come and wait on them, even if he comes in the second or third watch of the night and finds them alert. Blessed are those slaves. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Then Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for everyone? The Lord replied, Who then is the faithful and wise manager, whom the master puts in charge of his household servants, to give them their allowance of food at the proper time? Blessed is the slave whom his master finds at work when he returns. I tell you the truth. The master will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if the slave should say to himself, my master is delayed in returning, and he begins to beat the other slaves, both men and women, and to eat, drink, and get drunk, then the master of the slave will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not foresee, and will cut him in two, and assign him a place with the unfaithful. That servant who knew the master's will but did not get ready or do what his master asked will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know his master's will and did things worthy of punishment will receive a light beating. From everyone who has been given much, much will be required. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, even more will be asked. Not peace, but division. I have come to bring fire on the earth and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism to undergo, and how distressed I am until it is finished. Do you think I have come to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on there will be five in one household divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law, reading the signs. Jesus also said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once, A rainstorm is coming, and it does. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, There will be scorching heat, and there it is. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. But how can you not know how to interpret the present time? Clear the debts. And why don't you judge for yourselves what is right? As you are going with your accuser before the magistrate, make an effort to settle with him on the way so that he will not drag you before the judge and the judge hand you over to the officer 
and the officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you will never get out of there until you have paid the very last cent. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and generous God, we are reminded today, O Lord, that you love a cheerful giver, for you are a cheerful giver. You are the God that gave up your very self for your people. And God, we thank you that you are indeed a provider. We thank you that you offer to us open-handed grace each new day with new mercies, O Lord. You have granted to us your very self, pouring out your Holy Spirit on your people. And this type of generosity, oh God, we we thank you for it. And we know that it calls us to be transformed by it, to be like you, God, to be generous people. Oh God, we shudder at the consequences of the deep, deep greed of the priests who were called to represent you before the people, who were called to serve your people, but who were consumed with greed and with with lust and with self-promotion and self-protection, oh God. And Lord, the consequence was steep, not only for them, but for their whole household, oh Lord. And we were reminded that our behaviors and the behaviors of the forefathers and the foremothers have long-term ramifications. Oh God, sin, sin deceives us in thinking that it is just for a moment or just for a second, but without your divine healing, without the sacrificial blood of Jesus Christ, the consequences of sin moves from generation to generation to generation. And oh God, we're reminded of this grave consequence received by Eli's sons that fell not only on his sons, but also on him, oh God, and the sons that would be to come, oh Lord, for generations and and how that, that lineage was stopped, how it was halted, oh God. Lord, we're sobered by this reality. We thank you, O God, for your generosity. And Lord, we're reminded today that because you are a generous God, because you are a loving God, we we need to live as if you are providing for us, that we need not scramble and be caught up in rat races, and we need not participate in philosophies and politics that lie to us, that delude us, that reinforce a greedy and selfish mentality, O God, that we ought to live as people who are free and who are being provided for by the thrice holy and generous God. This reminder of how you have cared for nature as we reflect on the beauty of of, of a flower, the intricacies of how a flower is dressed and that not even Solomon, Solomon had a more grand or beautiful or ornate presentation as the nature that you dressed, O God. This reminder and many, many more of these reminders inclines us to entrust ourselves to you as our daily provider. You, O God, are our daily bread. You, Lord Jesus, are our daily bread. Help us to act this way, O God. Would you rebuke the church when we represent greed and lust, when we cover up the greed and and lustful practices, O God? Would you clean house? Would you clean us up, O God? Would you help us to live as generous people because we are people who are cared for by the thrice holy ever living God? Help that to be obvious to ourselves and to our neighbors, O Lord. You give us open-handed grace. Allow us to live with open-handed gratitude and grace. Let it show up in how we treat our neighbors and even our enemies. It is in Christ's name that we pray and give you thanks. We give you thanks today for great and deep provision. 
And oh God, I ask that you would meet every need, every need of people who are listening right now. Meet it to full, meet it into meet it to abundance. Show them that you are the God of more than enough and that we can be delivered from this mentality of scarcity, oh God, and self-protection and greed. And we can truly entrust ourselves to you, the one who keeps us. Amen, amen, and amen. Anyone can discover the timeless story of the Bible in just 30 minutes a day for 30 days. In the 30-minute Bible, experienced Bible teachers Craig Bartholomew and Paige Vanoski present the story of Scripture in 30 short readings, each designed to take about half an hour. Each reading includes a passage from the Bible and a short chapter explaining how the passage fits into the Bible's wider narrative. Written in straightforward and clear language, the readings are accompanied by engaging visual illustrations. Discover the timeless story of the whole Bible for yourself with the 30-minute Bible. Get your copy today at ivypress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code THE WORD. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.